football is back and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help. Stand up, Nuggets Nation. It's now time for the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By, Presented by Superbook Sports. On your home for the most Nuggets content. Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Zach By, and as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy schedule with me here on the pod, reacting to the last couple games. Uh, haven't uh, been able to record uh, until today, so uh, since last Thursday, uh, the last episode, the Nuggets have played three, three basketball games, Mavericks, T-Wolves, Grizzlies, and they won two of those three. That's, that's the good news. Uh, bad news is they're coming off a, a very forgettable loss to the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, first, I just, I'm just gonna like really, um, have like a verbal vomit, I guess, uh, from the past couple days, just, just to get some, uh, thoughts out, uh, and how we got to where we are today at the time of recording. It is Tuesday morning, and the Nuggets have four wins, three losses after seven games. And guys, let me just say this before um, I get to this verbal vomit here. Um, because it's so early in the season, we have a tendency, um, you know, this early in the season, an NBA season can feel like an NFL season. And what I mean by that is that um, the NFL, it's such a small schedule, or, or uh, uh, it's the least amount of games in professional sports by a country mile, right? Even with the increased game, you're still there's still only 17 total games for a season. Compare that with, of course, baseball, where you're playing like, you know, 150 more <laughs> or whatever it is. Uh, basketball, 82, hockey, 82. Um, but with the NFL... Part of what makes it, I think, really special is that um, we as fans get so reactionary because the sample size is so small. So uh, a, 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 a three-game losing streak in the NFL, it's like, you know, coaches on the hot seat talk. Like, seriously, it gets like that uh, in the NFL. Um, in, in the NBA, not so much, but early in NBA seasons – because um, we're waiting for a greater sample size and the games to keep coming and the days to fall off the calendar and you really to get into the meat of your schedule. Um, because there's only seven games, I think we, we end up reacting early in NBA seasons um, like they're NFL games, and they're not. So I, I, I say all that to say that I am going to try to take a measured approach um, because I don't think – that the frustration that we may feel after a loss in Memphis on a Monday night, like I don't think that it's, um, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Obviously, you wanna you wanna win that basketball game, um, but it's it's one of these things where I I would just and, and I'm talking to myself at the same time as I'm saying this, like being dead serious. Um, 
be cautious into the sweeping indictments of who the Nuggets are going to be, especially on social media. You see a lot of that. Um, and that's cool. Like people reacting to Nuggets. That's cool. Um, but I would just, I would just caution, uh, that we're seven games into this thing, right? We're, we're, what's, what's 82 minus seven, right? <laughs> so, uh, we're, we're talking about, um, 75 games yet to be played. Jamal Murray yet to come back. Uh, and the Nuggets to try to have more of an identity of who they are. Like that, 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 that's one question I think, um, is a good benchmark after seven games. Like, who are you? What, what would your identity be? Um, defensively, I think they've been, uh, impressive in spots, uh, particularly on Friday night. I mean, I, I thought uh, the Friday night game on ESPN against, uh, the, the Dallas Mavericks was, um, as impressive of a defensive performance, um, that I can remember, uh, especially when things slowed down in the half court. I thought they were great. Uh, Luca totally bottled up. Uh, I thought in the, um, opportunities that Aaron Gordon had on Luca. Uh, I thought he was terrific. We talked about this on the Mile High Hoops podcast when Aaron Gordon was signed, that he was a great matchup um, for, uh, you know, those those perimeter stars in the NBA, uh, the Kawhis, the Lukas, et cetera, uh, but especially Luka, for whatever reason, he, he performs really well defensively. Um, so in those spots, I thought he did great. Um, Luka thrives against a player like Monte, I think. We saw that uh, numerous times on on Friday night. So. A good defensive performance there. Uh, I thought that, um, I'm just going back in my notes here. I thought that, uh, PJ Dozier, um, was good, uh, was, 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 was exceptional, um, in that game. I, I don't know about exceptional, but he was good. Uh, you look at the raw numbers, they, they weren't great. You look at the plus minus number, uh, that was great. Uh, in 22 minutes, Dozier was, uh, a plus 27. Dozier needs to be, he needs to, um, ratchet up the confidence a little bit. Uh, we've seen PJ Dozier have offensive success, not sustained, uh, for long durations, but we've seen it. And someone, especially when he's with that second group, man, he, he has got to ratchet it up. And even when he has an opportunity to play with, uh, the starters, he still needs to stay aggressive. I see a tentative nature, uh, in PJ Dozier too often early in this season. Um, and they can be just a, such a, a different team when he's he's a confident basketball player. So that's something that I'm going to keep my eye on uh, moving forward. I thought Jeff Green maybe had his best game of the season on Friday night, uh, 14 points. He was 5 for 7. Uh, he has not, along with that entire um, uh, second unit, uh, has not been very good. Uh, really, uh, you go back to the first game of the year against Phoenix. I thought Jeff Green was good, and then I thought he was good against Dallas on Friday night. Outside of that, um, it's been uh, lackluster uh, for for Jeff Green. Uh, the other Green, uh, Jamichael Green, has just not been good at all. Um, it's really no drastic departure from the rest of the second unit, uh, but he's a part of that a, a part of that picture. He's he's in the frame. Talking about a J, a J. Michael Green. Uh, he has not been good. Um, really outside of uh, there was the game against San Antonio. If you remember back game number two when the Nuggets started 2-0. and uh, That was his best performance of the season uh, where he was in double figures. He's been in single digits every other game. Um, he played better against Memphis but still um, when you look at uh, Jim Michael Green after after seven games, just just not good enough. Uh, small note, um, I do think it's I think that it's um, and, and I could I could just plow forward without mentioning this at all. But 
the crowd on Friday night at Ball Arena. First of all, that was a late start. Uh, if you remember, it was the second half of a of a, a doubleheader on ESPN on a Friday night. Game doesn't start till eight. So by the end of that thing, um, the game I mean must have been I don't know ten thirty, ten forty five, something like that. And I was low key impressed with how much of the crowd stayed uh, to cheer on Austin Rivers, Bull Bull, Bones Highland. Um, it was almost like. Um, like, like, uh, you're cheering for the band before it's cool type thing. And, and that's become cool. Uh, in, in Nuggets Nation, I know the fan base over the years sometimes has, has gotten a bad rap. And I, it just felt like, um, like once in a while, uh, I'm an old school professional wrestling fan. And once in a while, there'll be like a up and coming wrestler that is not, um, on like the, the main card yet, but, like the fans just get behind him and he's almost like the indie, like the indie guy, you know, like the indie band or, and I just think it's cool to see the fan base rally behind the back end of this roster, uh, in droves the way that they did on Friday night. And, you know, the game was well in hand, but guys are hitting shots. Bull Bull catches the alley oop from, I forget who threw, I forget who threw it to him. Um, but you know, place is going nuts. By the way, Bull Bull, you can't like tweets that, you're going to be traded. You just shouldn't do that. Um, obviously, this was a few days ago, but I, I wanted to make mention. You, you just can't do it. You can't do it. And if you think you're making yourself more desirable or by airing your frustration, you increase the likelihood that's going to happen, it, it, it's just an immature thing. Don't do that. Um, okay. Uh, Timberwolves on Saturday night. I don't know how they got out of there with a win. Um, love the fact that uh, Michael Porter Jr. and Carl Anthony Towns uh, it feels like they actually want to fight each other in real life, uh, and, and we don't have enough of that in today's NBA. There's a lot of jersey swapping these days, um, but uh, the fact that there's like heat between those two uh, and beef between those two adds like for me as a viewer, I'm just more intrigued. I'm just more intrigued. Um, so you, you you go back to that game. It's a 93-91 win. Jokic was Jokic was Jokic. I mean, he was dominant. 26 points, 19 rebounds, seven assists, multiple block shots. The one um, that that everyone will remember is uh, the the block on Carson Edwards uh, at the very end of the game. Uh, just fabulous. Fa- oh, I said Carson Edwards. Uh, 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 Anthony Edwards. Excuse me. Who's Carson Edwards? Did Carson Edwards play for? Oh, gosh, was it Purdue? I think. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, the the block on Edwards to end the game that was preceded by Will Barton's block uh, to end that basketball game. I just so impressed, um, so impressed with the finish to that one. That was a, that was a low key gritty win, uh, you know, on on a Saturday night uh, on the road. The way that they got it done um, and, and the way that they. Uh, really struggled from three. The Nuggets have struggled from three throughout this season, and and Saturday night was no different. They shot 24%, just nine of 37 uh, against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And when you have a struggling uh, night like that, and you're able to get out uh, with a win, it's just incredible. They have absolutely, the Nuggets have absolutely owned the Minnesota Timberwolves here in recent years. It's been actually hilarious uh, to watch. Uh, because this was, you know, an old uh, bugaboo. We know uh, back to the 2000 and, gosh, was that 17 season with, with Game 82? Um, 
So it, that was that was just that was just great to see the Nuggets. Uh, like, there's other teams that have the Nuggets number. Um, so it's nice to see. I think of like the Sacramento Kings or someone like that. Uh, it's nice to see um, them own another team. Uh, so re- 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 really cool. Uh, not a signature win or anything like that. That's a team that you probably should beat. Um, but still doing it on the road the way that they did it, the finish. Now, I will say this. MPJ just continues to be, gosh, I, I, I mean, how would you describe MPJ's start to his season? Uh, atrocious? I mean, does that, does that work? It's just so far from good enough. Uh, averaging right around nine points less than he did a year ago, really struggling, uh, from beyond three point range. It's, it's, it's getting hard to watch. Um, just to just to be completely honest, uh, like, like like I said, 0 for six against the Timberwolves, and you look at him uh, on the season. Uh, field goal percentage is at 34. percent I mean, holy crap! Again, we're just seven games in. Don't want to overreact, but guys, that's 20 percentage points lower year over year. Think about that. From 54 over 54 percent. Uh, to shooting 34%, and from three-point range, um, it's abysmal, 23%. Problem is, he's taken over six a game, and 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 you want him taking that many, but when he, when you're not making shots like at all, uh, first of all, the Nuggets as a team aren't making shots. Guys, do you guys realize that the Nuggets are 30th, or excuse me, 28th right now at the time of recording in three-point shooting? 28th. I mean, that is that is god awful. God awful. In a league of 30, you're 28th. And I bet you, if you went back out and, 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 uh, took out the Suns game, and I don't have the Suns stats in front of me, uh, from that night, the, the home, uh, not the home opener, the, the season opener, um, it'd be, it'd be worse that they're probably have the lowest number, uh, in, in the NBA right now. So, and that was really, um, uh, a big problem in the, in the Grizzlies game as well. And I'll, I'll get to that, uh, a game here in, in a second. But, um, you know, you look at, um, you look at, uh, I was just talking about Jeff Green and, and how well he played against, uh, the Dallas Mavericks, getting to the hoop, scoring the ball, being like the best version of himself that we've seen, uh, over the years. Uh, night overnight, um, you know, terrible. Uh, just, just terrible. Um, minus 15 in six minutes, that's, that's hard to do. Um, and then you look at PJ Dozier, just giving him credit for, uh, uh, playing well against the Mavericks, like night overnight, like, and this is just kind of how it's gone. Like that's that's who the Nuggets have kind of been right now. They're like a middling group right now as they try to figure out uh, some of these issues, some of the rotations, some of the staggers. I mean, what what do you do with that second unit? Is is Bones Highland like the fix? I I, I don't know. Um, although it it was good to see Bones out there over these last couple games. You think back to Saturday night. Uh, against the Timberwolves. There's about five minutes left in the fourth quarter, and uh, he hits that big three when he was on the breakaway with Aaron Gordon. Uh, he, he goes to the, I think it was the corner, knocks down a big-time shot. You're talking about in the fourth quarter as a rookie, five minutes left in the game, uh, in, in a very even game. Uh, just terrific. And you think of a Monday night. You know, he makes a, a three, I think it was under six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, they did a little a dribble handoff. Uh, action, uh, at the top of the key with, with, uh, Yoke and, um, Monte and Bones gets a wide open three, boom, knocks it down. Uh, you, you love the fact that he's knocking it down, but you also love in both of these instances that, uh, it was Monte Morris giving up the ball, you know, in borderline crunch time to a rookie. 
that that's um very telling on you know how uh, they you know just just the just the confidence level within the team so that trust is hard to earn as a rookie this early in the season we're just 6 and 7 games in uh in these instances here so um a uh, couple thoughts there uh, left over from Saturday night. Um, already talked about the block to end of the game. That was awesome. Uh, I think um, in large part, uh, Will Barton has uh, been playing good basketball, but in the last couple games, he has taken a step back. Uh, on Monday night uh, against the Grizzlies, a 106-97 loss, one that was... I mean, how do you describe that? It was just flat, lack of energy. Um, like if I asked you what your favorite part about that game was, or, 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 or your favorite stretch rather, because you can, you know, highlight, you know, the if there's a pass over the top from Yoke, AG caught with one hand. Um, it, you can, you know, highlight a couple of plays like that. But for the most part, um, it was just a flat game. After the loss, Michael Malone uh, once again into a microphone talked about. Um, the you know, lack of effort and, you know, really just like, uh, like, like more piss and vinegar, uh, to, to steal a Vic Fangio quote. And that'll be the only time I ever quote Vic Fangio here again on this podcast moving forward. Um, but there just wasn't enough of that. There wasn't enough, uh, kind of gusto to go, uh, on the road there and, and beat, a a pretty solid Grizzlies team. I mean, first of all, too much Tyus Jones, uh, I think they said on the on the broadcast it was the highest point total for any uh, reserve member, any bench player uh, from the Grizzlies. Not ideal. Uh, he just he just lit him up. He lit him up uh, from three. He was five of seven for seventeen points. And you know when you talk about the struggles of uh, the Nuggets second unit, just you know just too much, just just flat out too much. And once again, mostly the plus minus um, category. Uh, t- tells a story here. Bench just not good once again. Um, Michael Porter Jr. 0 for 3 from 3. Uh, just not not good enough. And Jokic, for as good as Jokic is, and we're so accustomed to his greatness, that when he has a night where it's like on Monday night, 23 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, uh, didn't turn the ball over a ton, end up having 4 block shots, it's still like... First of all, Jokic shouldn't have to play like the greatest player on earth for the Nuggets to beat a team like the Grizzlies. But unfortunately, all too often this season, that is what it's feeling like, that he's got to be otherworldly. And he has been for the most part. Like, Jokic, for the most part, has has been an MVP candidate. He's looked like it. I mean, the guy has been largely dominant. Uh, now, didn't have the same type of success against the Grizzlies. And you give, you know, uh, Memphis a credit for that. But... Uh, you know, you, you look at that game, it's just, it left so much to be desired. Even with Aaron Gordon played well, I mean, statistically 15 and 10, I think he's having a, a pretty solid season so, uh, to, to start. But look, you can't, on a night that you're uh, shooting the basketball the way that they did, way that the, the Denver Nuggets did, where they were 9 of 38, uh, that, that, that's similar to the number I just quoted um, from, uh, the, the Timberwolves game where they were 9 of 37. Just, just not good enough. You shoot 23%. If you shoot 23% from, from three, you better be doing all the other little stuff. And they weren't. I mean, they got absolutely pounded on the glass. What was the, what was the rebound margin there? Uh, 40 to, 
42. ESPN has it at 55. I mean, look, you're, you're minus 15 in the rebound margin on the same night that you shoot 23%. Um, I'm shocked that they kept the game that close. So crazy. I mean, it's, well, it's, it's not crazy. It's, it's, it's really the story of the Nuggets season so far. You know, so far, uh, you, or so often you hear people talk about, hey, it's a, it's a make or miss league. Well, uh, while that sort of is, is too broad uh, of a, of a statement, I get why it's said. And so far, really, honestly, you could sum up a lot of the Nuggets' problems um, with the lack of three-point shooting. They're just not hitting shots. And I think that you know, basketball is a is a is a a tricky game. Like, and and all sports are like this. Like the like the basketball gods will reward you um, for getting to the free throw line, creating your own opportunities at the rim. And the Nuggets aren't doing that enough. They're there needs to be what I said about PJ Dozier earlier in the podcast can be applied to the group as a whole, like the aggressiveness of the group, and especially when it comes to uh, being in attack mode, going downhill to to, to the uh, basket. They need to do that uh, much more uh, than they are right now, and hopefully they can uh, correct course, if you will, uh, against Memphis, where they're doing the these uh, these two for Tuesdays if you will, uh, at Memphis on a Monday, then at Memphis on a Wednesday. So we'll see if they can split, go to two games over 500 before coming back home uh, to play the Rockets, the Heat, the Pacers, the Hawks, and the Blazers in a five-game homestand. Good opportunity there to uh, not do some padding, but just uh, put some put some wins in your pocket, and, and the Nuggets need it. So, all right, uh, that is my thoughts for today. Thank you for being here with me, and you know that whatever happens in Memphis on Wednesday night, we'll be talking about it on Thursday right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Football is back, and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help.